welcome everyone to the Holstein House podcast. I'm the West Virginia woman, Robin of RobinHolstein.com and Holstein House, where my guests get a great night's sleep at a fair rate plus breakfast. This is a podcast that looks at society and culture issues affecting families in West Virginia and the United States, from food preparation and storage, gardening, home repairs, current events, and more. We'll go around the table and back in 60 minutes or less. So let's hang out and talk a while. Good morning, good morning (laughs) from the breakfast room table. I call this the breakfast room. We don't always have breakfast in here, but it's where it's the room. It's would have originally been called the kitchen here, uh, but we have a dining room in there and I just love it. We've got a, a really nice, bright color, gorgeous windows, lovely sun coming in this time of the year. So I just, I really enjoy it here. The uh, lighting is probably going to fluctuate a little bit because of these windows, but you will have that. And uh, welcome, welcome to the uh, Holstein House broadcast. I'm Robin Holstein. Excuse me, I'm proprietor here at Holstein House, and I want to welcome you. Oh, pardon me. I always hit the hiccups. I don't know if it's a nervous thing or subconscious thing or what, but this is episode 89 of the Holstein House broadcast. And uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the poultry expansion project, some home canning, probably a little more on home canning, uh, the the dehydration workshop I'm going to have, and a bunch more stuff related to um, running Holstein House. So and running a small uh, bed and breakfast from your homestead. Uh, it is actually um, August the 15th. So, you know, this year, we say it all the time, this year is flying by, but it's just really a, a challenge for me to accept the fact that uh, this is the 15th day of August, which means that Labor Day is just a couple weeks away. And Labor Day being the unofficial ending of summer and the beginning of fall, I know a lot of my friends and family are all about the pumpkin spice. I'm not. Uh, I like pumpkin pie, but I don't like things flavored. I don't like like pumpkin yogurt or pumpkin pudding or pumpkin cookies or any of that stuff. I'm really, there's a few things that I'm peculiar that way. Uh, pumpkin is one. Bananas are another. I love fresh bananas, but I don't like banana pudding. I don't like, well, I do like banana bread, but it's not really a strong banana flavor. But um Banana flavored things, I, I'm not a fan of, but bananas themselves, I really enjoy. So, um, we're going to, we're streaming. I hope my streams are working properly. Yeah, I hope I'm not too loud for folks. I should have a stream running over on Rumble. And if you are over there and you, and it is working, I hope you will say hello. Let me see if that's working. I think it is. Uh, be sure and uh, comment and uh, in the chat or in the comment, either one, and let me know that you're there. Let me know that it's being seen. I, I, I have uh, I have several different social media projects out there, and, not, you know, I don't get a lot of interaction on a lot of them. Some of them I get all kinds of interactions, and some of them I don't. But um, we, we're glad that I'm trying to bounce that cup. Glad to have you here and looking forward to a uh, a nice conversation this morning. So one of the things that we're going to talk about today, um, 
we'll just touch real quick on it. Uh, I picked up some canning, this under just general household stuff. I picked up some canning tomatoes and some canning peaches yesterday at the farm market. And um, if, you, if you're not sure what those are, those are uh, fruits or vegetables because you can get uh, beans and, and uh, squash and all that stuff at, at a discount because they're so close to going bad. They're at the height of their uh, ripeness and um, some may have a few blemishes and they're selling them at a discount in, uh, in, in, a, in a large purchase, in a bulk purchase. And I don't, uh, I don't have my receipts in here. I did get receipts for them because I was there at so many different um booths yesterday and sometimes the uh, different booths have uh, produce packaged up very similarly and uh, my sticky my little buffer thingy on my mouse came off so you you purchase you, you'll see a box say a box of tomatoes and mine's over there it's out of the, out of the camera site but uh, a large tomatoes and um they're marked down. I got mine for twelve fifty a box, and I got two boxes of them, and it's going to make quite a bit of tomato juice for me. But you purchase those in bulk, and they are uh, of a size or a ripeness that need to be processed and put away right away, and so they're called canners. And um, so I got those. The peaches I did get. I only got one uh, box of peaches. And I got two boxes of tomatoes. I did get some potatoes, but they're the small white ones. I won't can those because I'm going to have to go through the skinning them. But I'll, I'll process I'll process those and put them in the freezer. But so that's uh, what I'm doing this morning. And I wanted to share with you, uh, if I can get that, <laughs> share the screen. That's not the right one. Let me get to the right picture here and I will show you what I'm talking about. These are um, these are the add to stream there's that. Let me do it this way see if there we go see Betty's sweet little face there um <clears throat> my little girl Betty actually she's Wayne's little girl she's a daddy's dog she, <laughs> she tolerates me but she loves her daddy so this is what I got these are two uh canning boxes boxes of canning tomatoes here these are the peaches this is the uh the big haul of potatoes new potatoes I got uh or small white potatoes I should say and uh, I'll I think what I'm going to do with those, I'm going to mash some with just water and maybe some salt and, tr and try to dehydrate those. I need to get a tray for that, though. I don't have a the proper kind of tray to do that unless I do it in the oven, which is always an option. I'll think that through a little more. But that's what they look like. Let me see which direction I want to go. Don't want to go this way. No, I want to go this way. <clears throat> nope. Do you want to see that? Don't want to see that sorry that's this morning's temperature about five o'clock outside i usually post that up on some of the socials so here's here's what i really wanted to show you this morning this is what i'm working on the uh this is a part of a box because you see these are really huge beef beef steak potatoes or tomatoes these are really monsters and what i have here is a uh a vinegar water bath and i soak up uh, and, and clean the 
tomatoes and and fruits too strawberries especially strawberries and blueberries this will help extend the life of them actually because it'll kill off um mold and stuff that's on them so i i give them a, a bath in a straw a, a, a vinegar and water uh, solution about a quarter cup to the uh gallon of um, water there and i have this this pan here it's a plastic pan that dish pan that uh, i have i keep in the uh, in the sink for such emergencies so i have it marked on the side you can't see the noise you hear there is my uh, little electric pressure cooker going off uh, i have it marked for one gallon one and a half gallon and two gallons so that i can you know just fill it up with water and i know how much is in there i took a sharpie pen and marked it out the outside of it and uh, i know how much water is in it and i can add either uh, water vinegar or whatever it is that i need to put in there for my fruits and vegetables so and then you core the you you take the top off the tomatoes you cut off any bad spots and then you quarter them you quarter them and then this is the and this is the the pot you just heard go beeping you fill this up you you uh, set it for tomatoes take about five minutes in the uh, this is not an instapot brand it is a cook's choice brand i think i got this from qvc but the idea is the same it's an electric pressure cooker not a pressure canner it's an electric pressure cooker and i just put them in here with nothing and set it for five minutes and uh, let it pressure cook these down and then i um i don't have a picture for that but i will uh i will strain those and um put them in a um i'll strain them and then you know fill the jars and then process them i'll be using my steam canner uh, um, today probably all day after i get off here uh working on this little this little machine just does not like to process uh video it just uh it's really uh, not intended for this, but I, I needed to be up here instead of downstairs while that stuff is processing. But anyway, so uh, this is my um, uh, steam canner that I got a few weeks ago. And I did a little video on doing some watermelon rind preserves with this. And it's really nice. I, uh, I like it. I've, I've used it a few times now. It was simple to put together. It's just, I do suggest if you've never used one before, be sure and read. I know a lot of people don't like to read, but... Uh, read the instructions because there is a limit to this. This is not pressure. This is steam. And it takes the place of a water bath uh, canning for your uh, vegetables and stuff and fruits and your jellies and jams and things that you would water bath can. And it does not sterilize specifically. You don't put things in here to sterilize them. Um, I guess you could. You could try it. I, I would if if I did it, but see, then you're playing around. Uh, I would I would turn my jars upside down and uh, put them in for ten minutes if I did that. But I, I'm not going to do it. The reason I'm not going to do it today is I don't have to. But anyway, so this uh, this particular steam canner takes two and one half quarts of water in the bottom, and the bottom is uh, is here. This this is the lid, and then the uh, temperature gauge. So 
that's what I'm going to be using today. Uh, it does, it doesn't take as much water. Obviously it takes two and a half quarts and I'm not having to heave up and lift things out of that and lift this big, heavy uh, water bath canner. Big, heavy water bath canner still has its place in the world. So don't get rid of yours just yet, but uh, it does make it a lot easier to, to process, uh, to process, uh, um, fruits and vegetables that you're going to process in a, like I said, takes the place of a uh, water bath canner. So today I'm working on the tomatoes. I'll be working on the peaches later this afternoon, but I wanted to kind of talk about this a little bit because it's the full swing of canning season. And uh, there is some discussion about whether you have to sterilize jars or not. Now I have all of my jars that I'm going to be using today or that I anticipate using today in the dishwasher because they needed to be washed out. Even though I keep them upside down on the shelves and stuff, there's still dust in the air and dust that can get in them and they just need to be cleaned. I don't put lids on mine when I store them because sometimes those uh, metal rings, these metal rings, might get some dampness in here and then they corrode to the jar and then if you're using an old lid turned upside down you know to try to keep it clean inside I mean you could you, you can still do that but if there's at least in in my basement is fairly damp considering the rest of the house I mean it's not everything drippy and moldy but if it get dampness in here it can corrode to the uh, corrode to the jar and sh and stain or <clears throat> even chip if you're having trouble getting the uh getting the uh, ring off the jar. So I wanted to talk a little bit about um, sterilizing the jars. Now, if you're using a pressure canner, a pressure canner, you don't have to sterilize your jars, but they do need to be clean. So, um, you know, give them a good hot soapy water or a, a run through the dishwasher, you know, and uh, make sure they're good and clean. But if you're using a water bath canner, you need to sterilize your jars, especially if you are not processing your food uh, 10 minutes or more, uh, or if they're not a high acid food. So I did look this up. This is the uh, uh, USDA, uh, National Institute of Food and Agriculture. This is the 2015 edition but it's a 2020 printing that's when i ordered it because it's print on demand and and that way they they know that it's uh updated you can download those for free uh but um you know we're talking oh a good uh, couple hundred pages anyway plus it's front and back um so I went ahead and just paid for it because I don't want to print it out, use all my equipment and then try to bind it and then whatever. It was just as easy. It's not very expensive. You can get it on Amazon. So uh, I thought I had it marked. I don't have it marked um, on sterilizing jars. Mm -hmm. Where'd it go? I just had it. Darn it. I'm sorry. I have the page I have marked is the tomatoes, 
and I know I had this, I had it marked, well, I thought I had it marked for the um, page for sterilizing your jars. It, it can't be very far through here because what you have to do is you have to make sure that you're not allowing uh, or, or providing an environment friendly to botulism. Uh, Clostridium botulism, I think is how it's pronounced. And it, the thing about it, it is, it can grow, it can survive very high heats and it can grow in anaerobic uh, environments. And anaerobic means that there's no air transference. So when you're home canning and you're sealing your jars, there's no air transference between what's in the jar and uh, the outside environment. So Clostridium uh, uh, botulism can grow. And people like to poo-poo that sometimes, but I mean, why would you play around with it? Why would you play around with it? Uh, it's a poisonous toxin. Where is my gum? I should be, I'm probably looking right past it. But it takes 10 minutes uh, in, a, in a water bath canner to sterilize what's inside it above more than 10 minutes. So you need to either sterilize your jars by um, submerging, submerging them in boiling water for 10 minutes. And you want to be careful about how you pick them up. You want to use your tongs and stuff, make sure those are clean as well. And, um, or you can, uh, uh, and then filling your, you know, filling with your hot foods and uh, then processing. Or you can, as long as your foods are processed more than 10 minutes, you can uh, use just washed, they have to be hot processed, hot packed and, and processed uh, for more than 10 minutes. That will... Um, sterilize the content that going i wish i could find that that drives me crazy when i can't i know i was looking right at it and i thought here here it is and i did something and um closed that page oh. and i swear i thought i even had it highlighted where it talks about sterilizing the, the food. But this book is awesome. It it's really should be your canning Bible. You, you should have this, even if you've been canning for a long time. Because sometimes we get distracted and, and our, we have what, what, I like to, <laughs> what I like to call cerebral flatulence. If you think about that for a minute, you'll guess what it is. Cerebral flatulence. Um, and we, we just are, you know, we just blank out and we think, what, what? I can't remember. So you, uh, so you have, you have this to fall back on. <laughs> ah, here it is. I knew I had it. I just didn't have it marked. In this book, it is, uh, page 1-14, which would be chapter 1, page 14. <laughs> it's a stupid way to number books, but it's, uh, down at the bottom. All jams, jellies, and pickled products, 
processed less than 10 minutes should be filled into sterilized or sterile empty jars to sterilize empty jars after washing in detergent and rinsing thoroughly submerge them right side up in a boiling water canner with a rack on the bottom fill the canner with an hour it's completely submerged Bring the water to a boil and boil for 10 minutes at altitudes less than a thousand feet. At altitude, at higher elevations, boil one additional minute for each additional thousand feet elevation. Reduce the heat under the canner and keep the jars in the hot water until it's time to fill them. Remove and drain hot sterilized jars one at a time, saving the hot water in the canner for processing filled jars. Fill the sterilized jars with foods, add lids, and tightly and tighten screw bands. Um, empty jars used for vegetables, meats, and fruits to be processed in a pressure canner need not be pre-sterilized. It's also unnecessary to pre-sterilize jars for fruits, tomatoes, and pickles or fermented foods that will be processed 10 minutes or longer in a boiling water canner. So that's the page I was looking for, and I apologize for all that uh, back and forth stammering and around. I should have found it a lot sooner. I thought I had it marked better. Now, the thing about it is tomatoes are considered are a high acid food. So uh, for tomatoes and tomato juice, um, ensure safe, safe acidity in whole crushed or juiced tomatoes. Add two tablespoons of bottled lemon juice or a half teaspoon of citric acid per quart of tomatoes. For pints, use one tablespoon bottled juice, bottled lemon juice, or a quarter teaspoon citric acid. Acid can be direct added directly to the jars before filling with the product. Add sugar to offset the acid taste, which sounds silly to me, but I mean, I don't want acidy tasting, but we're going to increase the acidity, but we're going to put sugar in it. Sweet and sour, I guess. Uh, if desired, add sugar. Uh, four tablespoons of a 5%, note that 5%, acidic, acidity vinegar per quart may be used instead of lemon juice or citric acid. However, vinegar may cause undesirable flavor changes. When a procedure in this guide for canning tomatoes offers both boiling water and pressure canning options, all steps in the preparation procedure are still required even if the pressure processing option is chosen. This includes acidification. The boiling water and pressure alternatives are equal processes with different time and temperature combinations calculated for these products. The use of a pressure canner will result in a higher quality, more nutritious canned tomato product. If your pressure canner cannot be operated above 15 PSI, select a process time at a lower pressure. So I, what I have, what I'm going to do with mine is I'm, I'm making juice and I'm making juice so that I can use it in um, boil it down more into a sauce or boil it down or use it in um, in chili because I like to make uh, I like to make chili I think a lot of people do this is uh, citric acid it's a powder oh, this way it's a powder this is ball company uh, there are others out there it's fine to use they're all pretty good and it's a powder 
and you add it, uh, it says it replaces lemon juice, and you add it to acidify your uh, tomatoes. Now, we've talked about it before that tomatoes aren't as acidic today as they used to be back in Grandma's day. I hope if I don't forget, I have some strips. I should have got those over here. I have some strips over there that you test for acidity, for pH. And um, I'm, I'm going to try, I'm going to, uh, after I get through all of my t tomatoes today and, and get them down into juice, I'm going to test the batch of juice and see where it is. Then I'm going to look up real quick and see what they, if there's a, um, if I can find what the pH was, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago. Real lemon, it doesn't have to be this brand. I keep forgetting it goes backwards. It doesn't have to be this brand, but it needs to be lemon juice. Um, this is uh, from Concentrated, 100% lemon juice. You don't get, uh, be careful, read the labels, because um, this has um, lemon juice, concentrate, and less than 2% of lemon oil, sodium sulfate. Make sure that what you buy is lemon juice and not lemon flavored something. That's going to make a big difference because of the um, acidity. Uh, let me, where, <laughs> give me a second here. All right. So tomatoes today tend to be less acidic than they were uh, in the past. And um, that's part of the reason why we add the acid. But another reason is to also to kill any bacteria or mold spores and things like that. So to help the, because it's going to sit there for a while. And like I said, botulism will grow and you may not know it. And people say, well, if you're not, if you're worried about it, then boil your stuff for 10 minutes before you eat it. Well, yeah, you can do that. You can do that. But if you're worried about it, really the first time. Process it properly the first time if you're worried about it. And that way you don't have to be worried about it. But uh, so I have all my, I have a bunch of jars. I have so many jars, people. It's not even funny. I really got to spend some time in the basement working on my, the rotation of stock down there. I have so many things because there have been times when Mr. Holstein's working out of town and I would take advantage of um, sales at the store um, you know, cause I'm not feeding him when he was working out of town. It was just me and I would take advantage of, of sales and things and, and purchase, um, groceries and put things up so that we would have them, um, in the pantry for our, um, disaster prepared, you know, uh, preparedness. So I have a lot down there and I haven't rotated through it the way I should have. So I've got to get, I've got to get more accountable on that and, uh, and get that done. I know there's some folks that I follow on other YouTube channels that uh, have, uh, have month long um, challenges for each other on uh, processing their foods and stuff and, you know, shopping from their own pantries and, you know, not, not buying anything from the store that that's not fresh food for, you know, for a month use everything you've got in your pantry and and I have those good intentions as well <laughs> but um, I don't I just uh, for whatever reason I don't get it done so after uh, after I get the um, after I get the tomatoes done hopefully today I'm hoping it won't take but a couple batches to get through those it, I'm, I'm a, I'll keep a few tomatoes back to eat because I, I enjoy tomatoes 
not as much as my mother did, but I enjoy, I enjoy tomatoes. And um, uh, I want to keep a few of those. My The tomatoes in my garden are slowly coming along. I don't know if they'll, I mean, they're polluted with green ones, little green cherry tomatoes, but they're not ripening fast. I mean, I'm getting four or five a day and that's about that. I mean, that's okay. I, I don't know that you might be able to see right there. Uh, actually is a basket hanging in my window and it's just a little, I, I got it at the dollar store somewhere. It's just a little basket intended to use for, um, you know, put making a hanging basket for your plants or something. Um, and I've been putting those little, uh, not quite good and red tomatoes in there and letting them sit because they get good evening, afternoon, evening sun and it ripens them up pretty good. And then they hit the refrigerator until I eat them. Tomatoes or uh, strawberry plants are still producing kind of slow. They're slowing down. So um, they're, but they're still hanging in there. I can still get three or four strawberries a day off of those and, and enjoy a little bit of a strawberry. All right, let's see. Oh, the peaches. I was going to do the I'm going to do peaches next. Uh, just so because of the gnat factor, the gnats. And uh, this window here. I am going to close as well. I've got some delays and stuff happening on my end. If you're out there and you're watching, um, you know, they have that little thumbs up thing and like thing. Hit those for me and then at least say hello. At least say hello. I'd like to know that uh, who I'm talking to. So we'll close that window there. And that should help my streaming a little bit. So I was having a little trouble there with some delays, but... The, uh, I've also got quite a bit, you know, I've been uh, working on uh, watermelon preserves and Mr. Holstein has uh, gifted me with a couple more sets of watermelon rinds that I will be processing. I, I need to actually probably should do those before I process the, um, the uh, peaches because the watermelon rinds don't hold up as well. And if they get kind of, um, they're in the refrigerator, they're in Ziploc bags in the refrigerator, but if they get kind of rubbery, then it's a nightmare to work with them. And it's a pain to make anyway, because you got to peel that really out, that outside green off there. Oh, it is. So it's, uh, it's a challenge. I do have, excuse me for getting too close. I do have um, uh, a jar here of uh, the last batch of uh, watermelon preserves that I, rind preserves that I did uh, for my Wayne's going to take it to his mom. But uh, what you see in here, it, it kind of looks like apples, but it's not. It's the watermelon rind. And we've got some cloves and some cinnamon cinnamon sticks in there. <laughs> Just what I need to have that hit the floor. Whew. That'd be terrible, but it's fun. It's different. Uh, not you, you can't just go anywhere and find it because most people don't don't think to make it. But um, they're very sweet, very sweet. So if you have trouble with uh, sweet things, <laughs> want to use a little caution there. Our friend John has used them. Uh, he's taken them and mixed them in a little bit of uh, was it ranch dressing? Just to make a little little dip a little bit and, and used it with some fish, like a tartar sauce. Instead of tartar sauce, he used that. 
said it was really good. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I would try it or not, but but John did. I love John. I haven't talked to John in a, in a little while. But I did go down this morning and gathered up all of my um, wandering mason jars. I'll tell you, what, one of the biggest challenges I have is storing the used, the empty jars until I use them again. And um, some of the boxes that I've had, you know, when you buy them, they're in box, corrugated boxes with the little dividers. And some of those have become damp or um, we've had a couple uh, episodes of water in the basement and they've gotten actually wet and ruined. And trying to find a replacement for those is just crazy. It's, I, I get things that I think, oh, this is the perfect size. And then it's not. It's not. <laughs> so uh, storing them has really been a challenge. And, and I would love to hear anybody's ideas on uh, places you found that uh, you could get. I, I've heard Uline, U-L-I-N-E, has um has some either boxes or dividers that you can get for them but there has to be a better way than that i i hate to buy a bunch of new stuff if i've got everything i need to fix it here anyway <laughs> i've got cardboard boxes it's just they don't fit uh you might you know you you don't you can't get like nine in but eight is too few you know they're clanging around they're not sitting on against each other so that they're not banging uh, but nine don't fit so I, i'd love to find some better way i have a bunch of empty jars in uh, plastic milk crates but that's not how you want to store them after they're processed and um storing them in there while they're empty is okay i guess uh, a lot of those are out in the uh, doghouse which i don't even get started on it again uh, about the contractor not responding to me. I swear I'm going to cancel the contract or something. I don't know. It's just an aggravation I don't want to talk about today. <laughs> so that's what I'm into. I'm um, I'm cleaning jars. I'm, I'm processing tomatoes into juice. I'm going to take some of the uh, skins and the think pieces and parts that uh, that don't that don't get through the uh, the sieve that uh as i as i process the uh, the juices and stuff and and i'm going to put those in the dehydrator i haven't tried that before but um there's a, a youtube channel called uh, purposeful pantry and darcy runs that over there and she has mentioned doing that before i've watched a lot of her shows um i've got her book on order and um i i like the idea of creating a powder out of um for lack of a better word, scraps that I can then reincorporate into um, a chili or a soup or something like that to get that nutrition and that fiber and and stuff and and not and not to be so wasteful because I absolutely hate hate to be wasteful and there are some areas where I'm very wasteful but I you know where I can I try not to be I really try not to be. So enough on that, I think, for a few minutes. Um, I'm waiting to hear. To, I'm, I'm expecting today in the mail. Dad will get his letter uh, with his appointment time for his heart catheterization. I told you last week that his uh, stress test showed, his nuclear stress test showed that he had some areas that may need stented. Um, it wasn't at 100% sure. The doctor said, we're going to do a heart cath. We're going to go in there and check. And I think he may need a stent. 
and it may help him feel a little better. It's not going to help his arthritis, but it may help his energy level a little bit. That letter had not come as far as I know as of yesterday afternoon. Um, usually they'll tell me, but I, they didn't, nobody mentioned it, that it had come. I, if I don't hear from him today by early afternoon, I'll ask him uh, if he's uh, gotten the letter and uh, find out when that is. That will dictate a lot of things. It could potentially cause me to have to pre-record either Friday or Tuesday show, uh, depending on when he goes. I think a lot of times they do those heart casts on Fridays. I won't swear to it now. It, it just seems to me they do. So um, we'll see how that goes. I do have a guest coming this weekend as we roll into uh, um, Holstein House, the uh, bed and breakfast part. We do have a young man coming in. He's traveling down to Georgia. He's going to be staying with us Friday night. And um, hopefully that won't interfere. I can't, I won't be able to cancel him, you know, but hopefully that won't interfere with his visit here. Um, at all. Um, and I hope if by some chance it causes me to be late meeting him here, he he is understanding of that because that's not something that's within my control. Um, so, uh, and it's, I'm not, I'm, I want to be careful that I'm not borrowing trouble because it, it may not even be on Friday, but we'll see. Um, so far as I'm aware, there's been uh, there's been no call. There's been no letter yet with the, with the appointment. And that's the strangest thing because that doctor will just up and send you an appointment. And then it's up to you to call and say, I can't make that, which sounds to me like it's just a waste of time. It would, I would think you would rather work it out than to send something and have to have it canceled. So, and I've had a, I've had a doctor Ooh, I got a call. <laughs> I had a doctor's office reschedule or call and tell me they had to move one of my appointments. And I, it reminds me I got to call and, and take care of that. I haven't been back to the dentist yet. I got to get a hold of them and um, see about this tooth. It's still pretty tender, so I don't know. Why. I, I may wait it out. It doesn't seem to be quite as sensitive, but I don't want to let it get abscessed because, oh my gosh. I've seen people with abscessed teeth and it's just awful and I don't want to do that. So uh, the front porch vegetables are still, well, the strawberry plants, like I told you, are still producing kind of, kind of well. They're, um, they're um, hit and miss now. You know, you may get a couple here and a couple there, but I, I suspect that the plant itself is aging and at the time, because they don't produce all the time anyway. Uh, so I figure it's starting to wind down out there and um, and it'll be the end of the season for that. Then I have to decide how I'm going to take care of those plants. Um, hello, my channel. How are you? Catching up 30 minutes behind. Oh, don't rush it. Don't rush it. You'll be just fine. Um, the uh, strawberries are winding down. I have to decide how to take care of them. I tried to, and I actually technically did save the very, very large fern that I bought last year for the front porch. It still has a couple fronds on it, even still yet. It's outside. It did okay. The ducks kind of hit it pretty hard there for a little while. So you can, it hasn't, it hasn't had a good, good 2023 20, at all. But um, I did technically keep it because it didn't completely die, but it's just about it. 
And I, I have the, I have the, the grow light for the basement, but I don't, ha I guess I didn't have it set right. I don't know. Um, it was, um, it, it, it stayed fine for a long time and then it just kind of up and up and died. So I don't know if it's because it's a hothouse uh, variety because it came from a, a, um, a, a company that, that grows flowers and sells them at the farmer's markets and stuff. If it's just a kind that's not really engineered anymore for longevity. But um, I'd like to bring the strawberries in like I did that. But I, I, I got to figure out how to get that light set. It's got uh, LED lights. It's got a set of blue ones and it's got a set of red ones. And there's some way you're supposed to alternate them or something and figure out whether they're right or not and then but if you have a power blank you got to go and do it again i just didn't get it done right and i'd like to be able to catch uh i'd like to be able to keep those strawberries going um i'll have to trim some off they're still they're still hanging with babies about like you know what three feet or so and i'll have to trim some of those back but they're uh, they're still hanging in there i'd like to be able to keep them they're gorgeous i like the idea of ha having that on the front porch rather than um rather than my uh, geraniums, although I love my geraniums. I love my red geraniums. But the idea of having those out there, you know, because they're they're producing foods and, and guests can have, you know, yeah, help yourself pinch a, a strawberry off. It'll be great, you know. Um, or if you'd like some with some yogurt or something, that would be great. Um, so I, I do like that idea. I don't like the idea of buying them again. <laughs> So if I, if I can keep them alive, I'd just as soon keep them alive. They take so much water. You know, I have to water them twice a day. So even in the basement, I'd have to be down to watering them twice a day or something. I did get, pardon me, I did get it's one of those miniature greenhouses at Rural King the other day. I don't have it put together yet. I, I thought, my thought was I would put up uh, some... Um, herbs and things that I don't really can't do here in the house because I don't have the setup here inside the house to have like an herb window or whatever. But, um, and I don't use a lot of them, fresh herbs, but I thought, well, I could do some for drying, you know, do some for drying. So it's, it's just a few things that I have to, to think through before I can get that. But I, I did get it. Um, I do want to get it set up. I kind of like to set it here just outside this window where I'm at now, which is an east facing um, wall. And so that would get the east facing um, morning light and, and early afternoon and stuff. So I think that would be a good spot for it. I just have to make it happen. I do have some soil I can put out for it and uh, get some things started and, and try those and see how they go. Uh, the, about the only thing I can tell you what's going on in the local area right now, because I don't have uh, all my links <laughs> worked out today. I've been so busy. I didn't get everything put together like I should have is, uh, the state fair. The state fair is in full swing in Lewisburg. Uh, actually it's in Farley. Now it used to be, you always said Lewisburg, but Farley is about five minutes or so, uh, past Lewisburg. It's a little suburb and that's where all the, um, the infrastructure is for the state fair and uh, it's it's fun to go up there I haven't been up there in a long time but um, it's fun I really haven't been much of anywhere in a long time because there's just so much going on around here just 
uh, rather rather than just regular day-to-day -day laundry and keeping house, there's just always something going on that that takes a lot of time that uh, keeps me very, very busy. This week over at the church, uh, of course, we're having our Bibles and brunch. We're still doing um, uh, the book of Revelation. We're in chapter 7. We start chapter 7 this week, and it's a really good series. I'm not going to get too preachy here today, but... Um, it's a really good series of videos that we're, we're watching and then discussing afterwards. One of the guys that is a presenter, he speaks so fast. And the book of Revelation is a challenge for most of us anyway, because it, there's a lot of symbolism there. And if you're not, if you're not much of a scholar, you, know, you may have read through the Bible a couple of times, but you're not really a scholar where you can say, oh, you know, you see this over here in the book of Daniel, so, you know then it can be very confusing and you kind of need a little extra time to digest that. But um, it's um, it, the other two, it's like three presenters and they take turns. Um, but it's, it's really a, a good, a good uh, discussion. It's a good dis discussion, but then our, um, our lunch and learn, which we'll have after that this week, we'll, we'll have our guest speaker will be from uh, the Heart and Hand Ministries. And Heart and Hand is is a lot like your Salvation Armies, your Red Cross, your um, Goodwill. You know it, but it's it's affiliated with the Methodist Church here, and it is a uh, they have the food pantry, they have clothing, they have furniture, just thrift shop. You know, um, and they uh, they have uh, they're going to do a hike for hunger. It's a fundraising hike here pretty soon. She's going to be uh, Jenny's going to be speaking on that Wednesday. And they have a couple. Oh, they have a backpack program for the elementary schools, and they have something at the high school. I can't remember exactly what it was now, but uh, she'll be coming in to speak on that. And so uh, lunch is free for those who who attend. Um, I hope I have enough. <laughs> I have, it's, uh, we've got it advertised over on Facebook and, uh, you know, people will like something. They'll, they'll say they like it. That doesn't mean they're coming, but there's a lot of people who'd like that one and hopefully they'll be here. Uh, I did have a good experience. I'll share with you on that. Um, I had to do some notary work yesterday at, at a nursing home and the lady was, uh, oh, she bright and sassy, man. I mean, she, she really was and her son was there her son's the one that reached out to me and asked if i could come in and do and notarize some papers for his mother and i said yeah you you have to understand that if i do this first off my travel fee is is not refundable and uh, if i get there and she's not competent or she's sedated or for any reason i suspect that she is not able to understand what's going on it's not going to happen and then if it does happen, it's uh, the state maximum in West Virginia to notarize a signature is $5. So it would be $5 per person whose signature I notarize. And you had to provide any witnesses because the only thing I'm going to do is I'm going to travel there and I'm going to be a disinterested third party verifying identification and watching you guys sign. You know, that's how that goes. So, um, but in the process, I was I went up there and was talking, and the young and the young man he was not much younger than me, but uh, he um, he was talking about uh, a show called The Chosen, and I've heard about that before. 
but I never watched it. And he says, oh, it's on Amazon has it now. If you have Amazon Prime and I think Roku has it, he says you can watch it, you know, as part of your Amazon Prime subscription. And I said, well, I may look that up. Well, I did. I looked it up yesterday afternoon and I, it's kind of slow for me, but it's still pretty good. And um, it's the same company that did the miniseries, The Bible here a couple years ago or so, uh, a new version, not, not some of the 1980s versions, but um, it, it was, it's pretty good. I got through the first couple of, um, of seasons before I started having issues with getting the birds put to bed and the dogs let out and all those things. So I got to figure out where I left off and, and start running it again, but it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Now, um, you know, it's filling in a lot. So you take a piece of scripture, say, say Christ when he was 12 years old teaching in the, in the, in the synagogue. And, we don't know a lot of what happened other than we know that they, they came in for the census. He was in the, in the temple. They, his parents left. They figured out a day and a half later, he wasn't there <laughs> and went back to get him. But it, but there's a lot of lifestyle things that have been filled in. I mean, it is, it's, it's a, it's a show. And so it, you, you, there's a million and two different interpretations of cinematic interpretations of the scripture that, the only thing they add to it is maybe there's a smile, maybe there's a, a different color sandal or something. So this is kind of filling in uh, and, uh, you know, showing some chuckling, some laughter, some some dinner conversations that probably, you know, may or may not ever happened. You don't know uh, different perspectives, uh, but it's all based on um, the cultural uh, expectations and lives of people during the early, you know, AD 20s, AD 30s. Uh, in in that region of the world so in general you know women kept Jewish women kept their head covered when there were strangers around they wore long clothes uh, they they cooked this way they did these things they had this meal they did and so those things the general things the day-to-day -day life things are filled in on this show the chosen but so far it's been pretty good a little slow like I said but it's been pretty good now next Wednesday our church uh, lunch and learn is going to have a representative from AARP there talking about avoiding frauds and scams. Then after that, I'm going to do a workshop again on dehydration or dehydrating foods. So that's part of what I'm going to do with the uh, tomatoes that I've talked about earlier. I want to take the, um, the meat and the skins and the seeds and the things and I'm going to dehydrate those and then I'm going to powder those and I'm going to have those for an example for that dehydrating workshop and um, and share that with everybody there. So let's see. I had, I think that's really, I'm, I'm really uh, uh, about finished up there. I want, do want to remind you that if you're traveling to or through West Virginia using the turnpike, which is interstates 64 and 77, uh, and you need a spot to stop, please consider staying at Holstein House. Now, you can go to robinholstein.com and look up uh, Holstein House on the menu and then select either Airbnb, which is fine. Don't mind. That's fine. Or you can direct book. And um, direct book guests get, uh, you, can use, you can use the promotional code PODCAST5, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-5, get a 5% discount on your stay. 
Um, you also get an option for um, coffees and chocolates. It's a little package we've got put together. And I'm working on a couple other ones as uh, as fall rolls around. Be interested to hear what kind of packages you would like. Do you like candies? Would you, do you like having candies? Would you would you rather have flowers? I mean, some of the ladies may like flowers. I doubt that the guys do, but who knows in today's world? Um, direct book guest, maybe a... Um, banana bread or a pumpkin bread at breakfast or something that just give me an idea give me a comment about those kind of things that you might might think you'd like to uh, to try if you were to stay here i do take bitcoin bitcoin guests uh would get a qr code and i would build in an an additional 10 percent, so a total of 15 percent discount on your stay if you wanted to use bitcoin reach out to me and we will work that out I'm going to also have a, uh, a discount for those traveling down to um, the Self-Reliance Festival in Tennessee coming up in October. Uh, so stay tuned for that. I'll, uh, I'll share that information here. I may work up, I may revive, I used to do a newsletter. I haven't done one in ages, but the more and more I see people getting canceled and um, for just odd comments, I saw the other day that um, um, SOE Tactical uh, was had been had been booted off uh, YouTube again for another week for something strange that hadn't even published yet a video they'd uploaded, but it hadn't even published yet. So um, you know, there's there's got if. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking I can revive that without too much trouble. Maybe just sending it out monthly early in the month so that any discounts and things would get to you ahead of time. But um, we'll see. I'm also considering, and I mentioned this before, opening up the yard uh, for anyone who's traveling down to um, Self-Reliance Festival or to work at uh, Tim Cook's place. Uh, I think they're going to have a work, working day down at his place. Uh, a couple days ahead of Self-Reliance Festival. You know, if you want to come and you want to, you know, camp out in the yard, I, we've, we've got com space comfortable enough, I think, for three or four tents. And I can have a, 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 a privy set up for, uh, for the nights. I mean, you would be more than welcome to come in through the day. But then, after, of course, after we go to bed, some people get up in the dark and have to go. <laughs> so I was, I've got a plan for that. But... Um, if you're interested in it, let me know. Just uh, put in the comments or email me or something. And if you, um, oh, pardon me. If you're interested in the Telegram group, it's uh, the Holstein House uh, group on Telegram. Holstein or uh, t.me, slow down, Robin, t.me slash Holstein House. And you should be able to find it over there. If you can't, let me know and I'll. I'll get you connected up. Uh, it may make you wait for me to let you in. I get hit with spam bots every now and again, or people from countries that spell their names all in consonants that send me, you know, I'm sorry to pester you, but this is great kind of stuff. And you know, it's a scam, you know, it's just terrible. So I'm going to start uh, winding down now and call it. I appreciate everybody stopping by and, um, Hope you have a great week or early part of the week. We will be back on Friday. So far as I know, as long as dad's uh, not scheduled for heart cap on Friday morning, 
we will be here Friday at 10 o'clock for Friday Live Unscripted. And I'm going to go for now. And thank you for joining us and come back and visit with us again. Take care. Bye-bye.